Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Happy MILF Monday, all. Welcome back to the show. My guest today is Abby Walker. Abby just so happens to have been the motivating factor in my decision to move to LA in 2018. She has been one of my agents for five years now and is the purest, sweetest, most lovable soul. Abby is a mother to two beautiful girls, Cora and Sage, a wife to her awesome husband, Brent, and the owner of a successful modeling agency. In today's episode, we discuss chasing your dreams, leading by example, being a role model, shining your light to the world, the evolution of being a full-time model to owning a successful agency, creating an adventurous life for her daughters, Abby's morning routine, and so much more. Her story is so beautiful and inspiring, not to mention the fairy tale of a love story of how her and her husband met. It's a good one, guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the sound of the cutest voice in the world. And please welcome Abby Walker to the show. All right, you guys, calling all creatives of LA or anyone traveling to the LA area in need of an event space, photo studio, content location, video space, production services, or grip services. Issue Studio is a unique photo, video, and event space, and Issue offers full-service production in an exclusive, intimate, and private boutique environment. The space is so beautifully curated, you guys, and I can't tell you how many shoots I've done at Issue that have turned out to be some of my favorite shoots to date. Not to mention a bunch of amazing events I've attended over the years where the studio gets completely transformed into the best atmosphere for the perfect party. Also, you guys, the wallpaper in the makeup room is absolutely iconic and it's perfect for the Instagram feed. So I highly recommend Issue Studio for any brand or any influencer looking to elevate their image. It is seriously the most beautiful studio I've ever shot at. And I've shot at a lot of studios here in LA and it's just so clean. It's centrally located. There's a huge parking lot, which is huge here in LA. So go check it out at issuephotostudio.com to find more details about how you can book this amazing space for your next photo shoot, video production, content creation, party, event, whatever it is that any of you creatives need here in LA, Issue Studio has got you. So go check it out. I'm so happy to see your face right now. This is like (laughs) the best. I know. I miss you. So welcome to the show, Abby. Thank you, Cherokee. I'm so proud of you. How great is this? Thank you so much. I mean, you are definitely one of the first people on my list when I came up with this idea because I just feel like you embody exactly what this podcast is all about. You know, you're a badass businesswoman. You're an amazing mama. You're into health and wellness and just all of the things. So I'm very honored to have you and I appreciate you taking the time to be here. 
I'm so happy to be here. I'm so proud of you for doing this. This has been amazing. And you just keep Thank you. shining so bright and doing all these things that are just incredible. So Thank you. I love you. Well, <laughs> this is about you today. So oh I would love for you to introduce oh yourself to the audience. Yes. Give us a okay. little bit of a background on who you are and yeah. My name is Abby Walker. I am originally from Chicago and I've been living in LA for almost 20 years, probably. Wow. I didn't even know you were from Chicago. Yes, I'm from Chicago. And I have two little girls. Cora is seven. She just turned seven and Sage is five. And I was a model and an actress. And I then later started our agency, Breakwell West, which is how I met Cherokee. And I live in Manhattan Beach with my family. And we're just doing all the things, mom life, running a business, keeping our family healthy, all the things. It's a lot to juggle. So I admire you so much because you're also so good at responding. And that's one thing that I am terrible at. And it just amazes me how you're so good at it. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. I honestly think when you become a mom and when your time becomes so limited in a sense, I feel like the last couple of years, it's been really great because I've been able to learn how to just like capitalize on my time and really like make my systems super efficient so that I'm getting the most out of the day. So back in the day when I was 21 and you you have all the time in the world, but who I am now, I'm so much more efficient and getting so much more out of my days and my life feels so much more fulfilling. So you just learn how to kind of really like zero in on your systems and your habits just to streamline everything. Yeah. And take advantage of the time that you have to yourself when you do get it. Yes. That's a very good way to look at it because I think you can either go one of two ways. You can either go the route of being like, well, I'm a mom now and I don't have enough time to do anything. Or you can just make the most of the time that you do have. And like you said, just capitalize on it. That's how I've been looking at it too. Rather than being in the mindset of like, oh my gosh, I don't have any more time for myself anymore. It's just like on the days that I do have, you know, say my nanny available, then I just take advantage of those days and I just get all of my stuff done and I'm extremely productive because you have to be. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You have to be, just have to be efficient and productive. And I think it's a really big adjustment to become a mom, first of all, is such a life-changing thing. And then how to have like a work-life mom balance. And I think a lot of women, it's really difficult to figure out how to do it all because it, it can become really overwhelming. It can. And it takes time. It takes time to kind of figure out what your strategy is, what works for you, what works for your family, because there's no one right way of doing things, but exactly. you can just keep getting better. And I think for women, especially, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to just do it all and be perfect in everything. Yeah, and that's very true. It's not going to be perfect at all. And it's not going to be 
just right, it's going to take a couple of times to like really figure out what your habits are that are going to set you up for the day and what works best for you. So Right. So just be patient with yourself. I mean, you're a pro by now at this point with the two girls. I mean, I oh my gosh. it seriously blows my mind that Cora is seven because I feel like I went to her birthday party on the beach and I can't even remember how old she was turned. I think it was Cora's or was it Sage's birthday? I can't remember. I can't but remember. I just remember how tiny they both were. I know. It just happened so fast. It's wild. Yes, it is. And life it just goes by so fast and you realize how fast it's going by when you look at your kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to give you so much credit because I feel like you are really the reason that pushed me to come to LA in the first place because I remember I was still living in Hawaii and I can't even remember how we got in touch, but I remember that you booked me on that job for Filson. Okay, so no, I didn't book you on that job. But our friend who shot that, who was the creative director at Filson, he might have shot you as well. Yeah, he was there. He was the one that introduced us and was like, right. you need to meet Cherokee. Okay, yeah. But you were still in Hawaii. Yes. And you were kind of wanting to come to LA and not sure if you're going to move here. Yeah. And then you just encouraged me. You were like, girl, you just got to do it and I'll be here for you and I'll help support you. And, you know, I'll get you work. And I love you so much. I'm so thankful for you. And I know how hard you work for all of your models. And I just appreciate it so, so much. Thank you. Because it's truly like you feel like you're a family. Oh my gosh, of course. That means so much to me, by the way. I do it for that. Like, oh, that means everything. So, And I feel yes. like everybody agrees on that. Every single person who oh, is in the agency, they just speak so highly of you because, I mean, you're just the sweetest and you truly, truly care about us and you can feel it, which is huge. I do. I do. I feel so grateful to be in this position of being able to help you and other models on their yeah. journey. And it, I feel so grateful for all the years of my own career leading up to this, which right. I really truly feel like it was just all preparing me for this moment. My whole goal was always to be a light in the industry because there's so much good here. And it is, it's just an extension of our family, which is Exactly. That's exactly how it feels. And I know because you have been in all of our shoes before, you've experienced the industry from the other side. So I think that that definitely helps with so much because you're very empathetic. You can understand where we're all coming from. And it definitely helps to have an agent who knows what it's like to be on the other side for sure. Yes, definitely. So can you tell me a little bit about your childhood and you know, maybe something that your parents instilled in you that you're trying to pass on to Cora and Sage or just like, what was your childhood like? My childhood was, I grew up in Frankfurt, Illinois, which is about 45 minutes south of Chicago. So it was a super rural town outside of the city. And I grew up playing all sports. I was pretty much a tomboy my whole growing up where like my mom like made me put a boat in my hair because I was kind of borderline looking like a boy at a few <laughs> points in my life 
no, but I had an older brother, so I was always just running around with him. And he was always making me catch footballs. So I grew up playing all sports. I played basketball, volleyball, softball, track, badminton, pretty much anything I wow. could do. So I grew up playing volleyball pretty competitively. And I played junior Olympic volleyball. So we traveled around a lot. Oh my gosh. And that was really my passion and my my love at that time. And then when I was about eight or nine, I started to kind of have this something in me that wanted to pursue fashion or modeling or acting. It was just something kind of planted in me that I was like, I think I want to pursue this. And it was never to be a model. It was never to be like, in magazines, I always wanted to be a positive role model for other kids, which was like yeah. so strange to have that thought at such a young age. So I was waking up at 5 a.m. by myself what? with a little notebook. And that's what time like the fashion shows came on the TV. Oh. And so I'd wake up at like 5 a.m., have like my notebook and I'd watch runway shows, like take notes. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> and so it just started at a really young age of like, this is what I want to do, but I need to become really good at this and like learn the business and learn. And so I went to my mom about, you know, starting to model yeah. again, just because I, I really wanted to be like a nice kid for like, try to help kids like be good wow. and not have to like, you know get into trouble and whatnot. So basically you've been an angel your whole life. <laughs> no, just a weird kid, honestly. No. <laughs> and so my mom, she did not want me to do it. She was like, no way, because then you're just going to be judged on your looks. I want people to judge you for your heart. And it was really the only time my mom and I ever fought was about this subject. So I started just like, producing my own shoots. And then I started writing letters to anyone that I wanted to work with. So I would write this like elaborate letter. And by this time, I'm probably about 10, 11. So like, I was like writing to like, dear Ralph Lauren, my (gasps) name is Abby Pepperonis. And I... (laughs) I would love to work with you. And here are the reasons why. This is so inspiring. <laughs> and it was like, I'm a peer mentor. And and then I'd attach some photos. And I, I like blasted these out without my mom knowing. Wow. And so then our mailbox started like flooding with return oh. envelopes. <gasps> and she was like, what is this? What have you been doing? Because I was just getting returned notices from all these companies I was writing to. They would just like send it back to me. (laughs) And so my parents, they were divorced. And I think I caught my mom at like kind of a vulnerable moment. And I kind of used that moment to my advantage a bit. And I was like, okay, so, you know, there's an open call downtown Chicago. And I was 12. It's at this time, and it was at Elite Chicago, and I'd really like for you to take me. If nothing happens, it's all good, but I just have this feeling I'm supposed to do this, Mom. This is like, it's not about looks. It's about like being a role model and being a good person in this industry. And so 
she took me and it was, um, I walked into Elite and yeah, they just signed me that day. It was crazy. And I was really young and I really didn't understand anything about the industry. I had, I mean, I had like studied fashion shows. Right. At 5 a.m. with my little notebook. But that other than so that, cute. that was about it. And so that was kind of the start of this whole thing. And I remember I was super short at the time, like five, six. Really? Yeah, which was crazy. Well, you were 12, though. I was 12. So yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, How tall is your dad? How tall is like seeing if height ran in my family? And it doesn't. So I was like, I think he's really tall. Wait, I thought you were. I'm pretty tall. I'm like five nine. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I remember they like, I took off my shoes to get measured. I had like mismatched socks on and they were like, <sighs> this was that elite, which is like all, you know, high fashion. And that was just the start of it. And then finally my mom was like, okay, you can do this as long as you stay, you know, people are going to judge you on your beauty and you need to like continue being a good person and being kind. And it's all about your heart because that's what's most important. So, wow, yes. So I was kind of juggling sports and then I started working pretty early in the Midwest. There's a pretty good market in the Midwest for like Kohl's shoots there and like Carson Perry Scott. And I feel so lucky Elite was awesome. And I I had some pretty awesome agents who I just grew up with. And it's actually pretty funny because I did write a letter to them when I was in my letter writing, like, outreach. Do you still have it? Oh, I have it because it was like, I got a letter back and they were like, thank you, but no thank you. And so (laughs) it's great because I'm like, you guys said no, but it just goes to show. If somebody says no doesn't mean no. Exactly. But anyway, but I do still have that letter. That's so special. Yes. It's great. And then from there, yeah, I started working a lot. And so through high school, which is when I just really started working a ton. So I was like 16, just driving all over to shoots all over the Midwest, some of them by myself, but luckily my mom was awesome and she um she supported you yeah she's just the best sports system and she was a teacher but she would figure out ways to like get me there when I needed to get there and and so I later decided I was gonna really focus on modeling and go for it and so I had to give up some of my sports which was like a very big life decision for me because that was being an athlete was like my life and at that point. It's a big identity shift. A big identity shift, yes. But it was great. Growing up in Frankfurt, it's a super small town. I'm so grateful to have grown up there. Modeling, it gave me a chance to see things beyond Frankfurt. And for that, I'm forever grateful because I was going to the city and seeing things that I would never have seen if I hadn't embarked on this Right. And you were getting cultured at a very young age and being exposed to a lot. Yes. And all the while, just figuring it out, not really knowing what the heck I was doing, but just figuring it out along the way. I loved it. And I loved just everything about it. And I wasn't telling people that I was doing it, but people were kind of like, in high school especially, people were just kind of 
like, why are you always gone? Why are you missing so much school? And then I remember I was on the cover of like a prom magazine and it was delivered to like everybody in our school. And I was so mortified because I'm like, I did not want anyone to know. This is terrible. And then um, it was out that I was doing that. But it was fine. It was all good. Did you get bullied or teased from it or? No, okay, no, good. no, not at all. Yeah. I was just more embarrassed because I, like I said, I was always super self-conscious of people just judging me. I didn't want to be judged on being a model. I wanted to be like known for who I was and how I treated people. Right. But yeah. And then I actually graduated high school a year early because I was working so much and was ready to hit the road. And so what would would have been my senior year, I lived in Miami and then I went to Greece and lived there for a bit. And then I went to Paris. Amazing. And then in Paris, I was sitting in a cafe and I had started to dabble in acting before I left. And I was sitting at a cafe and I knew LA is where I'm supposed to be. And it was kind of one of those intuitive moments where it was just like, I've done this, you know, I've modeled, I've traveled, but I need like a home. I'm like a homebody type person. Because at this point you had been doing it for a while. So I'm sure that you were ready to maybe transition into a, a new phase. Yes. And I was still young where I could have kept going, but it was just that feeling of, you know, when you're kind of on a certain path and you're, it just another door opens and you're like, Definitely. I'm supposed to go through that door. So yeah, I booked a ticket home for Christmas. I went back to Chicago and then the following January, I moved to LA and I knew no one. Oh my gosh, that's scary. Yeah. And I got an acting agent through my Chicago agency. And then I just said, I'm going to go do this pilot season. And at the time, I literally thought it involved airplanes. I had absolutely <laughs> no idea. I had no idea so what funny. it even meant. I don't think I really thought airplanes were involved, but that's how little I knew about what pilot season was. And yeah. so, um, yeah. That's cute. So I still modeled and I was still doing a lot of traveling and shooting and then acting as well. And so that whole side of it kind of was really exciting to me because it was a whole nother, you know, branch of this industry. And I did pretty well for just being so young, moving by myself, which is if my daughter told me she wanted to move across the country at Ooh, yeah. 17, 18, I don't know what I would do. I know. I feel like times were very different though, too. The industry has evolved so much and and you've seen probably the evolution of it. I'm sure it's so yes. extremely different now compared to when you first started. It is. And I think one of the biggest things right now is just body shapes and sizes. Inclusivity. Yep. I'm so happy how the industry has transformed because when I was modeling, I was told at a super young age, like, okay, if you want to go to New York, you have to be mm-hmm. 32, 24, 34, bust waist, hips, whatever those measurements are. And so in my head, I was like, okay, if I want to be successful in this industry, that's where I need to be. So I had like those numbers in my head. And so 
It was so crazy. When I lived in Greece, I lost a ton of weight. And it's like, <laughs> not super intentionally. It's just, you are literally like walking yeah, go, 10 go, go. miles a day. And you're working like two jobs and it's you're going Ugh. from here to there. That's a lot. And you're just not at home. Like meals are just grabbing stuff here and there. And so I remember I came back from Paris and I went into my agency. And just keep in mind, I had been like, trying to hit these numbers. And so I came back from Paris and they were like, Abby, whoa, you you gotta gain weight. You lost too much weight. And I was like, really? Like, okay. Like that was a first. Wow. I've never been told, but like gain weight. And I was like, okay, well, do you want to measure me just to see where I'm at? Mm-hmm. And they measured me and I was like two inches bigger than whatever numbers they told me that I had to be for New York or to take it to the next level, which they were telling me I was unbookable where I was at the weight I was. I was too small. But yet, like, the numbers reflected. That's so wild. Were were way bigger than what I had in my head been programming myself, saying I have to get to these numbers. So those numbers mean nothing. And I always tell our models, I'm like, do not ever, 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 like your measurements, wherever you are, wherever you're healthiest, wherever you're happiest, exactly. that's how I want you. I will work around you. So wherever you're healthiest, wherever you feel best, you be that. And that there's plenty of clients for you, depending on where you are healthiest. And that's all that matters. So yeah. it was just kind of like a, oh my gosh, moment of like, I have been working to get to that number and it's not even possible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that you advocate for models being where they feel the healthiest. It's so, so important. And it's such a breath of fresh air because it's like, I mean, of course now it's, it's definitely a lot different than when even I first started, but it's really nice to have someone on your team being like, yeah, it's okay. You're good the way that you are. You don't have to get down to these certain numbers and measurements. So that's pretty taxing on your mental health too. A hundred percent. And I feel like any model has gone through something with body stuff. For sure. It's super common and it's part of your brand of like, you have to take care of your body. And of course, I want you to take care of your body and eat clean and like be as healthy as possible. But I want you to be where you're naturally supposed to be. And nowadays, it's amazing because clients love all shapes and sizes. And it's not about fitting in a certain like double zero outfit. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness. Good gracious. So then you started acting. I scrolled all the way back on your Instagram just because I I always do before an interview just to get some background on everybody. And you had a photo with Samuel L. Jackson, which was so cool. How was, what was that for? I think that was a commercial. And I was like, I think I was an alien. It was a very intense role of playing an alien, like, Barbie thing. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I don't know, like an AT&T commercial or something. Yeah. yeah he's a character. He's a oh presence my gosh. for sure. So how did you and Brent meet? So we met, it was 2008, I believe. And we met at LAX airport. What? And 
Yes. You don't know No, I don't think I know this story. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we were both going home for Christmas. He was going back home to North Carolina and I was going home to Chicago. And Vegas got six inches of snow, which was like, it doesn't really snow in Vegas. So it's kind of a freak snowstorm. Wow. And so LAX was just like crazy. Flights were canceled. People were crazy. Lines everywhere. So both of our flights were canceled. So I was running around just trying to get my flight rescheduled. But it was one of those cases where like the lines just to get up to the counter were like crazy deep. So I ended up standing in line at gate seven. And it was like right behind Brent. And he just kind of just started chatting to me about what was going on. So we ended up being in line together for like an hour before we both got up to the counter working with different gate attendants. And so they were trying to send him through Chicago and me through Arizona for an overnight stay. And he was like, well, she's trying to go to Chicago. Can you give her this ticket and I'll take another flight? And the lady was like, do, do, do. And she's like, well, actually, we have two tickets on that flight so we'll just put you both on that flight so and so we got rerouted on the same flight and then we were stuck at LAX together for seven hours so we just hung out for like seven hours in LAX this is so cool it's like a movie (laughs) the last thing on my mind that day was meeting my future husband they say it happens when you're at least you know, looking for it. Yeah. That was totally this day. And it was actually kind of funny because at the time I was still modeling a lot and traveling and on planes a lot. And I would always call my mom before I hopped on a flight and she would always say to me for years, she'd be like, are you sitting next to the man of your dreams? And I would get so upset because I'm like, mom, every time you say that, I'm not sitting next to the man of my dreams. You've got to stop saying that because you're just jinxing it. And oh my gosh. it just so happened that this day was the first day she didn't say it. And I was sitting next to the man in my jeans. Wow. So, <laughs> she put it out there in the universe she, for you. She I knew got something. I was so upset about it too. I'm like, why do you keep saying that? It's just like, so crazy. just stop. Yeah. So we just um, sat there together and hung out. And it was like the craziest, most natural feeling it was like we had been friends forever. For years, and it was, yeah. Yes. And it just felt so like normal that we were together. He was just like so nice and oh. we just kind of hit it off. But I, I didn't think he like liked me or anything. I was just like, oh, he's going to be my friend. Like, this yeah. is great. And then he invited me. We were emailing over Christmas and... um he invited me to go to Costa Rica with him for New Year's. And I was like, oh my gosh, no way. Like, I'm not going to Costa Rica with a stranger, even though I feel like I know you. Yeah. And so then we kind of kept emailing over Christmas. And I remember he emailed me from Costa Rica. And I looked at my friend who I was with and I was like, he might like me. I don't know. This might be more than a friendship. And then, um, and then we got back to LA and we met up and that was the end of it. He like, the rest is history. Hung out, gave me a big old smooch. And oh. I was like, okay, I think he does like me. It's confirmed. <laughs> <laughs>
That is so cute. I love that because you guys seem like, oh, the perfect couple. I mean, you you can just tell how in love you both are with each other and how meant to be it is and how perfect it seems like you guys are for each other. It just seems like a fairy tale, basically. I mean, and now with your girls who are literally the most adorable things I've ever seen to walk this planet. Thank you. All right, my MILF fam, as you all know, I'm always looking for ways to aid in becoming the most optimal version of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And one of the things I do to support myself in doing this is by taking my vitamins every single day. And I know it can be overwhelming sometimes with all of the supplement brands out there, but one brand that I've been a huge fan of for years now is Wealthy. Two products I absolutely love by them is the Her and the Sweat. And they just recently sent me the Vision Gummies, which I am so excited to try and see the results from. Get it? See the results from the Vision Gummies? Which I think is so cool that they are pioneering advocacy for vision health because, you know, we're always looking at our screens every day. And it's something that I think a lot of people just put on the back burner and dismiss. But the HER is a great way for women to get their daily dose of biotin, vitamins A, B, C, D, E, calcium, hyaluronic acid, magnesium, and selenium. Just all of the great things that us women need and are probably lacking. And it's all in one. And then the sweat is something I like to take before a workout to just help enhance my burn with the natural caffeine. And there's also dandelion root in there to help with my metabolism and digestion. The quality of these supplements are just next level. And I'm telling you, you have to go check them out. If you use the code MILFBOD, you get 25% off your first order when you go check out at imwealthy.com. That's code MILFBOD, M-I-L-F-B-O-D at checkout at imwealthy, I-M-W-E-L-L-T-H-Y.com to get 25% off your first order. Enjoy, everybody. Were you guys trying to get pregnant or did it just kind of happen? So, yes. So we dated for about six years before we got engaged. And Brent's just the best. I feel so lucky that we found each other. I think that every day. Because in LA, it's just a hard place. And I get it. Like, I was always like scared to date in LA. It's just like a scary place. Especially now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. So we dated for six years and then um, got married and then we were married for about a year and it wasn't like, we weren't planning at all. Neither girls were planned. It was like, I always wanted it to be like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Yeah. And so I found out I was pregnant. I just had like a really strong premonition that I was pregnant. Your intuition. My intuition, yes. Not premonition, intuition. And then, yeah, we found out and it was crazy because at the time I was still acting. I was on a show at the time and then I was still modeling. So that was my life. And when you become 
pregnant and a mom, you're like, oh my gosh, that's my livelihood. What am I going to do now in the best way? But it's a little bit scary because you're like, I'm not going to be able to work and make money for this amount of time. Yeah. But it always felt it's okay. And at the time, it was in my head that I did want to start an agency eventually. Something kept saying like, that was like kind of the next step for me. And I truly feel like my experience of like modeling and traveling and being with so many different agencies all over the world and acting and like, it was just all preparing me to be a mom, to be a business owner. And it's so crazy how, you know, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening in my life? What's next? And then when you look back and you're like, oh, that's why I went through that. It all makes sense. Hindsight is twenty twenty always. Yes, totally. <laughs> so it kind of worked out perfectly where I was like, okay, I'm pregnant and we're going to do this. And at the time, acting was kind of at the forefront at that point. And I had started fit modeling kind of just on the side. I, I didn't even know what it was really. And I had this agent and it was kind of a smaller agency. It was kind of like this girl that was getting work for people under her kind of. So it just so happened, like it was all at the same time where like this agent that I booked a couple of jobs with, she went MIA and she owed me thousands of dollars. Oh no. And oh my so gosh. It all kind of happened in like the perfect time where I got pregnant, this agent went MIA and I was like, okay, this is it. Because everything was like, this is your time to do this. Like you're supposed to do this. All the signs. And so I did. Yes. Yeah. And I came home and I said, Brent, I need a name. We need a name. We're starting this agency and we're going to do it. And I'm pregnant. We got to make money. And like at the time, we didn't have a ton of money. So it was like, do right. or die. And so he came up with Breakwell West. I was like, perfect. He drew up a logo. I was like, great. We're doing it. And oh my gosh. I just started hustling and going crazy. And um, my whole pregnancy was just building, 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 networking, and it just took off really quick. That's such a great business to start while being pregnant. I feel like that was the smartest was. move that you could have made. Yeah, it was great. And it wasn't easy by any means. No, I can't imagine. Yeah, but that little hiccup with that agent, it was almost like a blessing in disguise. Definitely. Because I don't know if I would have ever done it because I'm a very loyal person where I would have felt like I might have stepped on her toes, even though there was really nothing that was like stepping on toes, but just like, I'm never want to like, you know, no, I understand. And so the yeah. fact that she did go MIA and disappear oh. with a lot of people's, you know, money, oh it gosh. was like almost just like a blessing because it was like, okay, now you have to do this. There's nothing stopping you. And so here we are. Wow. And we're about seven and a half years in and um, it's been great. I mean, I work extremely hard, but I love it. It's nonstop. So I don't ever have a day off, but it's okay because it's my passion. And I love, I love working with humans like you. Yeah. I'm sure it's so rewarding too. It is. And I feel like we have so many great 
models and so many great clients. And it is, it's such a great little family. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to help you guys have the best possible career ever Mm. and work with the coolest brands and like travel to great places and just have a super fulfilling career and help guide you on that path all while making money and like just doing it. It's been great. And I'm super proud that like the girls have been a part of it from the beginning. They've grown up with being in the office and like taking photos of models. And I remember delivering Cora and I was like in my hospital bed, like in labor. Stop. And I'm like, Emailing? I'm like working. Oh, oh, totally. I'm like <laughs> confirming, negotiating deals. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. It sounds like you've been super driven from a very young age. Like the fact that you would wake up at 5 a.m., and study runway shows. And it just makes so much sense why you are the way that you are because you've been like this your whole entire life. Thank you. How do the girls, your girls, perceive the industry? Like, what are you teaching them about it? Yeah, so they're super lucky because they're just growing up with it and it's totally normal to them. Right. And so Cora's first shoot, she was six months old and she shot for Ralph Lauren, which is like crazy. That's major. That's amazing. Um, And that's just like, you know, for them, I talk to them a lot about you have the power to shine your light so bright in this world. You have the power to spread love and kindness everywhere you go. And if you want to do this, if you want to do some jobs here and there, like, absolutely you can. But it's what's inside that's important. And that's... Yes. And so for them, I don't push it at all for them. Yeah. A lot of our clients know quarantine sure. now. And so they'll <laughs> ask to book them for different stuff here and there. But for them, it's all fun. It's, yeah. It's not anything. If it's fun for them, great. But otherwise, I'd rather them go to their hip hop class or music class or whatever they're doing. That's so. exactly how I feel. It's just like... Yeah. To not take it so seriously. You know, if a job comes up and they want to do it and they're going to have fun while doing it, then by all means. But yeah, it's a little bit crazy sometimes going to castings and, you know, you'll see some momagers there with their babies and it just gets a little bit intense. And, you know, to each their own, of course, you can do whatever you want. But I'm sure that growing up with it also just normalizes it so much for the girls and just makes it another day, you know? Totally. And it is like, especially for kids, we have a lot of people reach out to us to represent kids. And I'm so grateful because I was a kid when I started it. But I also see so much value in just being a kid and not because it can turn so quickly from definitely really fun and just having fun with it to like, pressure of like booking jobs and it's and stuff that kids should not feel because it doesn't really matter. I agree. I mean, if a kid really wants this career for specific reasons other than to be famous and be on magazines, then of course you can help, you know, like pursue their passions. But 
other than that, like it can turn pretty vain and unnecessary for kids. So I'm always kind of like with corn sage, I don't push it at all. If something comes up, that's like fun for them. If it's like would be a fun shoot because it's with a bunch of kids and they just run around and have fun, then a hundred percent. But otherwise it's like you have all the time in the world to to pursue this down the road if you want to. Yeah. So it seems like you're so good at cultivating like the most magical childhood for them. I always see you guys Thank on you. like family adventures and you know, they're always on the ranch with Brent and like you guys are always just doing the coolest, most fun things. Talk to me a little bit about the RV. Did that happen during quarantine or did you guys get that before? So we had a Sprinter van, which was like Brent's car. That was like his his minivan. <laughs> and then during COVID, we got a little bit bigger RV. And um, it was just a crazy time, as we all know. Yeah. And so we were in Manhattan Beach and... When you're in a little beach town and it's like locked down, it just feels so small and like, oh my gosh, you know, everything's shut down. Nobody knows what's happening. So we went the day the RV shop reopens, mm -hmm. we went and we just got it. We picked up that RV and then we decided to just hit the road and the industry our stuff shut down for a solid eight weeks. It was like pretty much crickets with things. And at the time I was trying to get like virtual shoots going and virtual fittings and like trying to do whatever we could do to like strum up stuff for, for our models. So we all hopped in the RV and we went to North Carolina and Brent's parents live on a lake in North Carolina. Oh, and um, so we life. spent some time there and we were there for a bit and just working remotely. And then we drove back across and we decided let's sell everything in our house, move out of our house and just hit the road and see what happens. Because wow. at that point, it was still crazy. That's bold. It was crazy. But it was at a time where it just felt like right. It just felt right to like get rid of all of the stuff, all of our stuff that we've accumulated. And let's just like shed some layers and like have a little reboot. I was still working like normal. And um, it was actually kind of worked to our advantage because a lot of our clients weren't able to travel for shoots because it was in the middle of COVID stuff. And so they were reaching out to us to go produce shoots on location. Ooh. So it was pretty great because our family was all together. We we're in the RV. I was working, yeah. trying to get things back on track. And then we would travel to like Montana to shoot a shoot for whoever. It was great because we definitely made the most of it. From 2020 to now, we went back and forth cross country eight times. Oh my gosh. Which is a lot. So we were, we were wow. traveling for about seven months and then stopping different places along the way while working per normal and trying to make the best out of it. That's such a good experience for the girls too, I'm sure. Yes, it was great. And we got to see the country in ways I've never seen it before. And also just spend time with people that we wouldn't have spent time with. 
we try our best to color the girls' lives with as much color as we can. Yeah, you do such a great job at that. Thank you. So Sage was supposed to start TK, which is like preschool. And so Mm -hmm. she was having a little bit of trouble. And um, this was at the beginning of this year. And she just was missing us. And so she didn't want to go to school. So I was like, okay, Sage, you're going to come to the office and you're going to learn some things from from us. And they're pretty used to being at the office and in meetings and see how I handled meetings. And I think it's good for them to see that. I want them to see all of it. And so that day, the whole team from Patagonia was coming down. And so it was so cute because Sage walked in and she shook everybody's hand and like looked them in the eyes. And Sage is five, so that's pretty little. And she was just like soaking it all up. And I loved it. Oh, It's just to be able to like have her and like give her that whether I'm cooking or meditating or working out, like I want them to be there right there doing it too. And I never want to leave them out of it. Yeah. That's such a good way to raise your children, I think. I mean, it's not always easy, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's how they're learning. And that's how like I can like give them these habits and healthy ways of living, which are so important to us. I love all of that. So let's move into the acronym, MILF. What do you do to stay mindful? It's changed over the years a bit, or maybe just evolved. For me, how I start my day is so important to how the rest of my day goes. So I have a few little habits that I do every morning that just kind of like set the tone and it makes such a big difference. What are some of the things that you do? So my most successful days typically, and not all days are like this and that's okay. But my most successful day would be waking up a little bit before the girls get up and having a moment of, um, I just started meditating like this past year, which it would never click for me. And I can always try so hard. I think like I my like type A perfectionist personality was like really clashing with meditation. And I finally yeah. like learned how to like, let go. Surrender. Surrender. Oh, I know I haven't mastered that yet. <laughs> so I've been using this app called Superhuman. Yes. I love I it. I love her. It know, really like clicked with me. It's more just like positive intentions and she talks you through it and it just allows me to get out of my head and just like put all the good stuff in that you want to start the day. So waking up before the girls, the days that it happens are less than when it, like today they woke up at the same time. And so then we all like laid in bed and did a meditation together. So you just gotta like, you just gotta like adjust. So do a little meditation. Those are quick. Like it can be five minutes. Sometimes I put my earbuds in while I'm like making breakfast. It's just works great for me. So then after that, I'll grab my journal and I'll just do a little journal entry and nothing, nothing crazy. Just like whatever pops in my head after that meditation, just about the day, whatever, just positive thoughts to put into the day. And then After that, I do, I have like a big glass of green, mineral greens that I 
chug yeah. to start the day. What brand is it? Right now, I'm trying Athletic Greens. Yeah, everybody talks about it. It's great. I haven't tried it yet. It's pretty good. So I'll do like a scoop of that. And then I have at the very end, I'll put in a bunch of vitamins and minerals mm -hmm. from, I really like Symbiotica. I've heard a lot of great things about them too. Yes, I love them. So I'll take like my seed probiotic, do all yep. my vitamins and it's like our little health concoction. And now it's great because Cora and Sage will be like, mom, can I make a concoction? So they, they're like over there making their like little, their little potions. That's so cute. But it's great. I love it. Those three things are really like meditate, a little journal, health concoction. That's like a good way to start the day. I think your routines just set you up for a more successful day. It's so important to have those certain non-negotiables that you practice on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. And there will be days where you will not do any of it. You just have to remember just to hit the reset button and be like, yes. okay, I didn't do it this morning, but let's do it now. Let's start over. Right. Not looking at my phone first thing in the morning is really <sighs> big for me. And it, that's, that's super huge. hard because I'm always like, is anybody need me? But just trying to like wake up, have the morning with the girls completely present that's really big for me. And then we turn on music and we just like dance and like try to like get them oh. feeling all happy and fun. Yeah. And then such a good mood booster. Just boost in the mood always. Yeah. I know I've gotten into the habit of playing jazz music while Hunter and I have breakfast and I just like go about my morning routine. And it's just so nice to have that in the background. It's really nice. It's super simple, but just little things that like keep your mood happy and, you know, just going. I love all of those things. What do you do to listen to your intention or how do you listen to your intention or intuition? I'm sorry. So when I'm practicing all those habits and when I'm following a really healthy routine, I feel like that's when I'm most connected to my intuition. Definitely. And when I get out of my routines that's when I'm, I feel so much more just like anxiety. And so that's yes. what really drives me to continue with all those healthy habits. When you're just in that mindset, in that mode, that's when little love notes just happen throughout the day. And like, you just feel so connected to your intuition. Yeah, it all goes hand in hand, being mindful one can't happen without the other. And if I'm ever feeling a little bit off, the mm -hmm. best thing I can do is just go in nature and just like go barefoot. I agree. Go walk through the grass, just hear the birds, like look at good the sunrise. And it is oh. literally better than anything you could probably give yourself. It's just like having silence in nature and it all kind of makes sense. Yes. I love that so much. It's so important to do. Next, what are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? I know we kind of touched base on your morning routine and things like that, but just some things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis to help you feel like the best version of yourself. So I try to eat super clean because mm -hmm. when I'm not, I just don't feel good. And if I want to yeah. be the best version, I have to feel good. Definitely. So eating clean, just pure food, nothing processed. Yeah. And I know every once in a while it's, 
it's hard not to. Yeah. But having smoothies in the morning and just eating real food, that's just kind of my non-negotiable. So I feel the best I've ever felt because I've completely changed the way I eat coming from the Midwest, meat and potatoes, <laughs> meatloaf, yeah. hamburgers, all the like crazy. Yeah. Especially in Manhattan Beach, I feel like you're by the beach, you're just surrounded by all of these healthy people, and it motivates you to want to just live that type of lifestyle. I love being by the beach for that reason. There's just something about being near the water that makes you want to eat clean and just eat fresh food, and it just gives you so much clarity. Yeah, and I was really sick for a long time trying to like figure out why I didn't feel good. And this was mostly like in my childhood. And it just took years of like trying different things and people putting me on pills that were like, try to help me. And when all you had to do is just eat clean, like that's it. Just eat real food. Yeah. Food is medicine. Yes. It's insane. So that's why I'm so passionate about that because I lived so many years just like in pain. And so it's just changed everything for me. And I finally like understand my body, understand what gives me energy. And it's just eating to have as much energy as I can because I have to be going, going, going all day long every day. So I eat to live like so I can be the best and have the most energy and like not be tired at 3 p.m. Definitely be the most optimal. Yes. And I do it for my girls and for my family and for all of my people. So definitely, if you're not going to do it for yourself, at least think about all the people that you love and try and do it for them. Absolutely. (laughs) What is your fitness routine? What does that look like? It varies a bit depending on the week. Like I'll get really into a certain class and then I'll get bored and then I'll switch it up. So I always kind of try to like keep tricking my body and like monotony just drives me crazy. So I try to like keep it really fun and interesting. Yeah. I think that's how you get the best results too, because your body gets used to certain workouts and then you don't really see the results that you want after a while because you just get used to it. Yes, exactly. So I try to do like two days a week, go to a class because I I Mm -hmm. just love doing that. And I really like berries. And so two to three times a week. And then the other days I'll, I'll always work out like at home and it's just putting on a video, doing something quick and going on walks every day. So finding at least 30 minutes a day, every single day, just to, like move your body. The girls, you know, they want to work out with me. They're like, can we do a workout oh, video? Mom? And so I'm like, cute. yes, I love that. I can like show them like this is yes. part of our healthy lifestyle and we're doing it in a healthy way. That's so great that they are into it with you. I'm sure that's so motivating too. I know. It's great. It's pretty great. Yeah. So I want to be healthy for me, but also for them. And I want to show them like have a very positive, you know, outlook on like body and health and teaching them why we eat vegetables and why that causes that or like why that's unhealthy. And I I really try to like teach them like the science behind it. Because I never knew that when I was a kid. It was just always like, that will make you fat. Right. And then you don't know the why behind it. And it's like, well, it tastes good. So yeah, totally. In today's world, kids' food is so terrible. 
one day I, I want to try to change one day. Um, I know. Because like in schools for lunch, it's just insane what there is to offer. And it's like food yeah. really is like a drug for kids. Like I know candy and sugar and it doesn't have to be that way at all. No. So just teaching them like why we eat that way and they want it. That's good. I feel like if you start them young and you start it in your home, yes. then if they go outside of your home, they know. And I think that they start craving it because you get used to a certain type of way of eating and living. And then, you know, when you are exposed to the junk, say it makes you feel not feel very well. So it's good that they're learning at the age that they are. Yeah, they like beg me for green smoothies. That is amazing. But I've never given them another option. And right. then that's what they want to eat. So that's good. Yeah. So one last question, one question that I ask every guest at the end of each episode is, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to little Abby? I feel like she had all the answers. Oh honestly. my God. <laughs> <laughs> you just went after what you wanted. Oh my gosh. That it's all going to be okay. It will all yes. be okay to enjoy the journey because... Yeah. I think when I was younger, I was so like had my mind on goals and like my business plans that I was writing, like, and just put so much pressure on myself to achieve these things. And just to know it's going to be okay and enjoy this beautiful life and this journey because it's amazing and make the most out of each and every day. That's beautiful. And it all just goes back to hindsight is twenty twenty. Like maybe in the moment you're wondering why this is happening to you, but it's always happening for you. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Okay, Abby. Well, oh, I appreciate so you so much. Oh my god. Can you let everyone know where they can find you and connect with you? Our agency is Breakwall West. I do yes. nothing on social media, which I probably should. But I just don't have time because I'm trying to get you jobs. And I'm Abby the Walker, but I'm not that interesting on social media. So, Yeah, but it is interesting. I love watching the girls and seeing what your family is up to. It's just like the picture perfect life. I love it so much. No, we're day by day trying to have the best day. Yeah. Well, thank you for everything that you've done for me. I appreciate you more than words could ever say. And you're just such a light in this world. So thank you for being that light. Oh, my goodness. I'm so, (laughs) so grateful to know you. And I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.